At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it is Friday here on this show. <clears throat> it's been a long week, friends. But it is Friday here on the show, and we got a lot to talk about here today. Thankfully, you know, we don't got to talk a lot about the Raw Show, Elimination Chamber, Montreal. Because, in fact, we got another thing everybody can get angry about today, and that is the Observer Awards are out. We got the full listing of the Observer Awards. What was the promotion of the year, the wrestler of the year, the promoter of the year, the worst show of the year? We can talk about the top categories here today. New issue of the Observer is out on the front page. WrestlingObserver.com, if you want to read the entire issue and not only see who won all of the awards, but you can go back in history and see the winners of every award in every category dating back to the inception of the awards. That is up on the front page right now, so head up there and check that out. We've also got, of course, the SmackDown show tonight. This is the SmackDown follow-up to the Elimination Chamber show. We got the ratings for Dynamite on Wednesday with, with with no NBA competition, the show broke a million viewers, that magical million viewer mark that everybody always freaks out about. Well, it went over a million this week, and we'll tell you about the show and the quarter hours. Got some quarter hour notes from Raw as well. We've got the NXT numbers, Mercedes Monet and her future in New Japan stardom. We've also got WWE announcing, well, I guess they haven't really announced it yet, but it looks like they're going to be running two pay-per-views coming up in May. One of them is a king and queen of the ring. We'll tell you about that. The update on Jeff Hardy and his uh, DUI case. He has been prohibited. His license suspended for the next decade. So a lot to get into here today. If you want Texas, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Love 
this going to be the new gimmick every day? Well, people I guess demanding it is. I people demanding I take calls. God, everyone uh-huh. complains about calls for months and months. And now all of a sudden the gimmick is, "Oh, you must take calls here today." Coward. What's the emergency? Mm-hmm. What's the emergency? Post it right there. I want to see what the emergency is that you must call about here today. I can't take calls in Hawaii. How many times do I have to explain this to everybody? We got important things to talk about anyway including the follow-up to Elimination Chamber, the SmackDown version. We have got Charlotte Flair going face-to-face with her WrestleMania 39 challenger, Rhea Ripley. We have got the return of Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. I guess Bobby Lashley is going into the Funhouse. Do you remember that John Cena thing at WrestleMania that I thought was so stupid and you liked, and it was like one of those things where... You either liked it or you hated it. Listen, yes. I I hated it, but I demand, I demand Brock Lesnar enters this Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I need, I need to see this. As much as I need to see Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar versus Bray White and Uncle Howdy, I don't think I'm getting either of them. Look. I don't know what I did to deserve this. What, question the Montreal finish? I have to be punished now? I don't know what Bobby Lashley did to deserve this, but he's getting Bray Wyatt. But, yeah, I'm much like you. I'd like to see Brock Lesnar walk through that portal, and then all of a sudden there's Shelton Benjamin in the corner, and Brock looks down, and he's got his Minnesota stretching crew outfit on. And all of a sudden it's like OVW World, and it takes him back to there. And can you imagine the hilarity that could ensue? And that would be much better than what they're doing with both Brock and Omas and whatever they do with Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt because it doesn't seem like it's a good fit. But who am I, right? Yeah, who are you? I heard that I heard that last week actually. Ray Mysterio will be facing Karrion Cross. I feel like I've seen that one before. And then we've got Imperium against Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and Madcap Moss. So a couple of notes. Uh, Dominic has vowed to be at SmackDown, so I think we can all figure out what's going to be happening in this Rey Mysterio versus Karrion Cross match. And also, you know, if you guys... Normally I ignore this stuff, but I actually saw it for once. I don't even know how. But they did a gimmick on social media, which you're going to find hard to believe, everybody. But Madcap Moss and Emma are teasing a heel turn. Why... Well, because Madcap was unable to beat Gunther because of the fans. The fans were too noisy during that match or something. And so uh, because of the fans, it appears that Madcap Moss and Emma are turning heel. You This is stupid. Wow. This is stupid in every way. You just... Look, all you have to do is give... Moss his first name back and stop being madcap and all of a sudden you have a guy who's legitimate you know he can talk he's got a good body he's been there forever like can we give this guy a chance to actually break out and do something without saddling him with more nonsense unless this is going to dovetail with Braun Breaker since apparently they don't want the fans to like him either so then we have Wednesday's Dynamite number, which uh, I will admit caught me off guard. The show did 1.03 million viewers, which was up 25% from a week ago. It is the largest total audience for the show since October 5. 
The 18 to 49 demo was a 0.35, which was up 30% from last week. And it was the best rating in that demo since September 14 of last year. Ratings were up in every single demo except women 18 to 49, where they were even. Males 12 to 34 up 52.4%. And as compared to last week, they were up 1% in overall viewers, down 12% in 18 to 49. They have lost a lot of 18 to 49 viewers year over year. But if you're wondering why, and when this number first came out, I was wondering why, well... It was not Evil Uno, I'm sorry to say. And it was not Tony Khan's big announcement, I am sorry to say. And it was not the Battle Royal, I'm sorry to say. What it was, was the lack of NBA competition for the first time in a long time. And if you look at the quarters, the show just opened well. It opened over a million and it largely stayed over a million until, coincidentally, that Battle Royal. And they started losing viewers during the Battle Royal. They bottomed out in the typical death spot. They went up a little bit for the Moxley-Evil Uno match. And that's the story. I mean, people just tuned in in larger numbers at the beginning. And they watched 75 minutes of the show. And then they had largely, I guess, had enough. And they started losing viewers at that point. And it's actually kind of... When you look at the raw number for Monday, raw average 2 million. And what happened was they had a very strong first hour, and the viewers stayed strong through the second hour. And then they fell off a cliff in that third hour. And, you know, we've mentioned a million times, the show's too long. I mean, people tuned in. They wanted to see what happened after the Elimination Chamber. And they liked what they saw. But after about two hours, it's like we've seen two hours. Main event was Edge versus Austin Theory. I know if you don't like Edge, you're going to place the blame all on Edge. And I don't think that you can blame Edge for this. And I really don't even think you can blame Austin Theory. What you can say is people saw that the main event was Austin Theory versus Edge for the U.S. title. They did not believe that Edge was going to win the title. And he didn't. And they decided, I've seen my two hours. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go do something else. But for those of you tracking, and it's way too early, the opening half hour where they had Sami Zayn all over the show, that was the highest rated thing on the show. The show went down a little bit afterwards. And then it did go up again for Cody. And then it dipped again. So, you know, Sami and Cody are the two biggest movers. And if you have to, you know, break it down, Sammy did do better than Cody on this show. Barely. It was it was largely even, but Sammy did do better in the... Uh, but, of course, it was the opening of the show. People tuned in after the pay-per-view. They want to find out what happened. So that's the Raw story. And uh, the only other number quickly is NXT, 589,000. Second highest audience since January 24. I guess that's in the last four weeks. Uh, 16th on the cable charts, 0.14 at 18 to 49. And, uh, it was just, it was a fine show. But Raw was, uh, number one, two, and three on cable. And Dynamite was number one on cable. So wrestling is doing very well right now. If you are one of the, uh, the two big shows on cable, Raw and, uh, and Dynamite. And I'm sure SmackDown tonight is probably going to do another 2.3 million viewers. So. 
Those are your numbers. You're not impressed by the 23,000 people who came back for the overrun of NXT to see Jinder, obviously, the big boost to that show at the end? I I was not that impressed. I mean, there's probably 23,000 people that were waiting for the next show. I mean, boy. Listen, everybody, don't pull this Jinder got hindered thing, okay? <laughs> like, God bless the guy. I have nothing against him. But like I said last night on the Brian Vinny show, if you took somebody who has never watched pro wrestling and you showed them Braun Breaker versus Jinder and you said one of these men has been wrestling for a long time and he is a former world champion, and the other guy has been wrestling for a year and a half, and he's in developmental, okay? 99% of the people are going to guess that Braun Breaker is the guy who has been wrestling a long time and is a former champion, and the other guy is the guy who's been in developmental for a year and a half. It was not an impressive showing. It was the worst Braun Breaker title match we've seen. I mean, there's one thing here, and it ain't Braun Breaker. Friends. But you know what? Ron Breaker's got to get used to that when he be, does become a star on the main roster and he's got to face off against a lot more guys like Jinder than guys like Kevin Owens. God, I hope not if he's in the title picture. I, I'd like to hope not either, but you know what? Big guys, they like him. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Well, I haven't heard what was so important in terms of calls. I tried. Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Mercedes Monet only committed to two more dates with New Japan and Stardom. This coming off her just winning the IWGP women's title. She's only committed to two more dates. April 8th at Sumo Hall for New Japan on the Sakura Genesis show where she'll defend against Izumi, who is an excellent worker, Dave adds. And a rematch with Kyrie at one point was planned, but they changed that. And then uh, the other one is April 23rd, Yokohama Arena, 
Mayu Iwatani, probably a title match, it says here, I guess unless she loses to Izumi. Part of a double main event, which will likely be a World of Stardom championship match with Julia against Tam Nakano. So I guess we'll see what happens after that. I mean, she either signs or she's got to drop that title, right? We're not going to do this again, are we? Uh, We're going to do this again? I would hope we don't do this again. Would make too much sense to lose it to Mayu Iwatani too. You know, you can build easily build a storyline around that. So, you know, it. We know the matches are going to be good. We just had one with Kyrie. When you look at Azumi and when you look at Mayu, you figure okay, unless the bottom falls out, she's going to have two really good matches with them too. And then if she drops the belt and goes away and just goes to, on a barnstorming tour, cool. Now, I'm not sure if that has helped New Japan and stardom overall, but we're going to have to see. But when it comes to the match quality, you know, I, I'm hey, I'm getting my money's worth because, you know, I only paid a pay-per-view cost to watch her. So whether New Japan and stardom do or not, that's to be, to, to be determined. We've got WWE running two pay-per-views in May, according to Brandon Thurston. They have Backlash scheduled for May 6th and King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring on May 27th, which sounds to me like we would do the tournaments on television and then the finals or maybe the semifinals and finals for both of those would be on the pay-per-view because... I don't think you can run two tournaments on one pay-per-view unless you want to have a bunch of short, nothing-happened matches. So uh, the schedule at this point looks to be WrestleMania Night 1, April 1st, WrestleMania Night 2, April 2nd, Backlash May 6th, King and Queen of the Ring May 27th, Money in the Bank July 1st, and SummerSlam is August 5th. So that is the lineup. Plan your calendars accordingly. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to two of those at least. WrestleMania night one and two, hmm. but uh, that's it at the moment. Oh, at the moment. We have the Florida DUI case involving Jeff Hardy dating back to June 2022 closed on Thursday. He submitted a written plea of nolo contender to all charges. It is where a defendant agrees. That's my Latin. It's where a defendant agrees to accept punishment, but does not accept or deny responsibility does not accept or deny responsibility yes. for that in which they were charged. Seems like there's only two options there. No. No, that's not how this works. Mm. In the legal system, you have a couple ways, a couple times, where it's it's not a admission of guilt. It's not anything. It's no low contendere. Mm. Well, uh, according to the uh, Volusia County court records, here is the full sentence. In abeyance. There you go. There's another one there. He has a 30-day county jail sentence with 30 days credit for time served, two years probation, $4,586 in fines and court fees, 10-year suspension of his license. A 10-year suspension of his license. You know, at this point, you may as well just suspended that license for the rest of his life. I mean, let's be honest here. Two years with an interlock device and 90-day vehicle impoundment. Was he two I mean, if he can't drive, should it be 10-year yes. with an interlock device? Never never should it be no device. vehicle? Yes. Is that for the lawnmower? Because that counts. If you've ever seen any of those cop shows, you'd know. If you saw a guy with a John Deere driving down the road, you can be picked up for a DUI if he's drunk on a bike, anything. 
So I mean, come, I don't know. That's just completely ridiculous. I don't even know what it that does. Means. It does make no sense here that he would have to have an interlock for two years, but can't drive for ten years, and deal. his vehicle is only impounded for ninety days. So, so he just has the vehicle that he can just look well, at every day. I, I, I oh think, man, there's my vehicle. I can look at. I can't to, get in it. I can't go anywhere. Fair, well, to be fair, though, to be fair, that's his property, and it actually has a value where. Yay, if you think about it, he can't drive for 10 years. He should be able to go ahead and sell it. So maybe they, he can go ahead and Well, do I mean, that. if that's get the case, just give him the else. damn car back and let him sell it. I mean, what, his punishment is you can't sell the car for 90 days? I, I know. I don't know. I know. The whole thing's weird. So, Court-mandated DUI school or drug rehab program community service. So uh, he blew a... Florida. The, the uh, legal limit in Florida is .08. He blew a point two nine four, and this wasn't yeah. the first time. So uh, I just think you know. Not only that, let's did just, it at you know get rid of this of whole morning? car thing. What time of morning? I remember because like I know, and it doesn't matter what time of day it was because at any point it's completely ridiculous, stupid, dangerous, all of that stuff. But it was also rush hour in the morning with school buses on the road that he was like that he had no idea where he was, none. You know, on a on a uh, look at a you in camp note. counselor position, like you're gonna like Dude, break I'm, something down. I'm for on us. vacation, like cool brother. Camp counselor Brian. I went to uh, the QFC by my house a few days ago, and uh, I'm really lounging for this story. And they have a <laughs> they have a Starbucks in there, so I was gonna get a cake pop for my child. And uh, listen, Bothell is a small town, but it ain't that small. Okay. So I, I go to this QFC, and I'm trying to order my, my food. And, you know, I don't know what it is about Starbucks, but it's like they got one person working there, and that person also has to make everyone's coffee, which is always like a really complicated order. And so you're just sitting there waiting and waiting. And I'm like, God. And then they have two people working there. These two girls are working there. And, like, they're both making a coffee together. I'm like, why can't one of you take an order and the other one make the coffee? Like, what's going on here? So I'm just waiting forever. And finally, they get done with the coffee. And I'm ready to order this cake pop for my child. But now they're talking. They're ignoring me. They're talking. And they're looking out because it's in, it's in uh, the QFC. So you can, like, look out the window and you can see the parking lot and everything. And they're, they're whispering about this guy. And they're like, oh, man, he's leaving. And I'm like, what's going on here? Is this like some... Am I in the middle of some, you know, romance show? There's a camera behind me or something. Who are they swooning over in the parking lot? So I look out and see who they're talking about. And they're actually not swooning. What they're, what they're, what they're in awe of, and at this point I forgave them for not paying attention to me and taking my order. There's a guy who decided that he was going to go get his groceries in a John Deere tractor. He has taken his tractor to the grocery store. Now, maybe some of you that live in a rural area, this is not like anything that you would find out of the ordinary, but let me tell you something. In Bothell, I don't even know where he would have had a John Deere tractor. He oh, has taken his John Deere tractor to the store. Mm. He, is, he has yeah. literally found a way to park in a stall. He has gone in to get his groceries, and then he's gone out and he's driving his John Deere tractor away. I was like, what is going on here? What is happening? Dude thinks he's trying to skirt something. Do you need a license for that? that? Or... 
He was, he, 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 well, that's what he's probably trying to get around, going, well, I just got it taken away, but I still need to get up here, so that's what he's doing. But, yeah, yeah, I bet you it's either that or no, he listen. was on mushrooms or dust or something like that and just figure, all right, I'm driving to the store, you know. I, some I know. of you, Some of you don't get it. I understand that in some places it is not unusual to drive your John Deere tractor to the grocery store. The difference is... This doesn't happen in Bothell. There isn't even anywhere for him to use his John Deere tractor. There is no farmland. There is no, like, what was he even doing with this thing? What was he doing with a John Deere tractor in Bothell? Golly. I think the craziest part of the whole story, though, was when, like, everybody just finally stopped looking slack-jawed out the window at that guy and turned around, and there was the boss of the entire place, Kiana James, telling everyone to get back to work and stop gawking. Dude, I wish Kiana James would be there telling people to get back to work. Give me my cake pop, dude. Don't want no goofy drink. Anyway, let's do a couple of uh, text text messages here i don't get anything I, I don't get anything i got a cake pop for my child i don't drink Never coffee tea, anything okay. from there nothing now listen are you only going to rant about starbucks and how every time they have something that's good to eat it's only there for like six months and they discontinue it i don't even want to get into that the michigan right. cherry coffee cake i know what you're talking about i know brian since you're in hawaii maybe you could meet up with that guy with the grades who had banned yeah well i don't think he's on this island oh. So, uh, <laughs> and if he is, change islands. One important part of the King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, is that it's taking place on Double or Nothing Weekend. I take it Tony Khan isn't too happy about that one. Well, I'm sure, you know, he'll be upset about that, but not the I'm first sure time we'll that we've had a, a doubling up on pay per views and that sort of thing. No. This person here says if WWE had been so steadfast with not changing storylines in 1996, Hunter would have won the King of the Ring, and we may not have ever gotten the Austin 316 promo. That's true, but I rewatched all of Monday Night Raw through 96 and 97. And uh, that Austin 316 promo, like, you know, it was it was a memorable thing and everything like that. But he was not Stone Cold Steve Austin the next day. It was months before he started getting over. It was the feud with Bret Hart that started getting him over. He would have been in the same place with or without Austin 316 said, I just whipped your ass. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi. Also, Wrestling Observer, I found this technology. God, I can't get anything working here. You know what? You realize I'm doing everything by myself here, even though I'm in Hawaii. I got to start this recording. Then I got to get back to this screen. Then I got to, ah, you guys. You know, it was hilarious during the break. Everybody you guys don't even know. Back. He sat back and he sat right on him and he jumped up. You know, hopefully that's in the outtake somewhere. It was hilarious. Too bad you couldn't see it, though. No, I'm a, I'm a professional. Observer Awards. Let's look at the top award winners. Point getters. Wrestler of the Year. John Moxley. He won with 3,101 votes, 498 first-place votes, beating out Roman Reigns at 232 and 22-16. I did not vote in the Observer Awards this year, but I would have voted for John Moxley. I agree with this pick. I realize that Roman Reigns was the champion of the biggest wrestling organization in the world, and I realize that this Roman Reigns deal with Sami Zayn and Cody is hot right now, but for the vast majority of the year... It wasn't. And, you know, Roman Reigns, the Roman Reigns-Sammy thing and the bloodline and everything, that really started to pick up in the latter half of the year, the last few months, and then it really picked up in the first few months of 2023. These are not the 2023 awards. These are the 2022 awards. And for most of the year, I mean, Roman was there, and he was beating this guy, and he was beating that guy, and we were wondering who's going to beat Roman Reigns. It's time. So uh, John Moxley, on the other hand, he had a great reign through the first half of the year. Then he dropped the title to Punk, and then everything went to hell. Punk got injured. We had the brawl, everything like that. And so they needed, they needed somebody, and they chose him. And instead of getting the summer of Punk, we got the summer of Moxley, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, this guy was the heart of AEW for the majority of 2022. Dude never got his vacation that he was promised. He had to come back and and uh, save the show. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think most people would argue that the show has never quite returned to the level that it was when he was the champion. So Moxie gets my vote as the wrestler of the year. Yeah, he does to me as well, too. And 
It's not Roman Reigns' fault. I mean, Roman Reigns, the thing he's got working for him is the fact that he works for the largest professional wrestling company out there for Moxley. To me, it's because he went out for GCW and had good matches with Homicide. He had him with Effie and, and AJ Gray, defended that title, then ultimately ended up losing it to Nick Gage. He was out there. He had the matches with New Japan uh, when they were tied up. So you take that into also, to me, into play with what he did with his AEW stuff. And, yeah, I actually think that it fits. He's far more valuable in some ways to AEW right now than, than Roman Reigns in some ways, again, or is to WWE. You can change those metrics to move him however you want, but I have no problem at all with John Moxley winning this award. Your uh, your mic, Mike, sounds horrible, according to the chat. So uh, disconnect and reconnect, and I'll move on here to the most outstanding wrestler who ran away with it, Will Ospreay, 951 first-place votes, 4,807 total votes, and uh, Brian Danielson was number two with 92 votes. So Ospreay won with 10 times the number of first place votes and uh and basically five times the number of uh of total votes so i don't think anyone's really gonna argue will osprey is most outstanding perhaps you will but you will certainly be in the minority here mike is not back yet i wouldn't argue it brian how's the mic sound okay that sounds a lot better well, in another one, I don't think anyone's going to argue, Tag Team of the Year, FTR, 782 first-place votes, which uh, was not quite 20 times the uh, second-place, first-place votes, which were the Briscoes, but uh, 3,859 first-place vote, or I'm sorry, uh, total votes, 782 first-place, beating out the Briscoes, Young Bucks, Usos, the Acclaimed, Aussie Open, and others. I could not argue FTR as the obvious choice for tag team of the year. No argument. Let's see. Best on interviews. We have got in first place, 2,984 total votes, 486 first place. MJF beating out second place, John Moxley, 152 first place and 1,500 Second place uh, total votes, so it was closer than the other ones. I mean, uh, MGF did not beat second place by 15 times, like we had in the tag team voting. But uh, clear winner, MGF over Moxley, CM Punk, Sami Zayn, and Eddie Kingston. Yeah, tough to argue that. Even if I, you know, said didn't wasn't not a big fan of his promo on Wednesday night, it doesn't matter. I mean, he is consistently going out there and always, he's fantastic. Now, if he doesn't suit you and Eddie Kingston does or something like that, I guess, you know, everything is subjective here, but MJF by far is the most consistent and gets the most out of his promos usually. And then we had the promotion of the year. Now, promotion of the year was one by AEW with 480 first place votes, 3,270 second place votes. That does not surprise me. However, a very close number two, Stardom was number two with 273 total votes. So AEW did not even double second place. 
2,232 total votes, which was within 1,000. And then uh, WWE with 1,800 votes. New Japan was 1,799. And uh, UFC in fifth place. So an excellent, excellent showing for stardom. Coming in second only to AEW and beating WWE. Although, one of the things I got to say about these these uh, this voting is that, uh, you know, in the old days, the cutoff was like December. And the Observer Awards would come out in early January. Now the Observer Awards are coming out at the end of February, which is like smack dab in the middle of, you know, WrestleMania season. And, you know, WWE, if you look through these, and a lot of people are really upset about the uh, placement of WWE in these votes. Like, you know, uh, WWE was third for promotion of the year. And, you know, they, in a lot of the worst, worst, like, show and stuff like that, they got, they got uh, a lot of votes. Here's the thing, everybody. We're looking at WWE right now when it is really hot. That's 2023. Okay, WWE was not super hot for most of 2022. For most of 2022 through like August, it was still being booked by Vince. The shows were still horrible, much worse than they are now. There was no bloodline, Sami Zayn, the return of Cody. All of that is going to go into the voting for the year 2023. Stardom, listen, I didn't watch every Stardom show. But I watched, you know, a lot of the top matches. Me and Tom watched it fairly regularly for the the Monday show. And it was miles better in 2022 than WWE was. You know, a lot of people are really down on AEW right now. That Right now is 2023. For most of 2022, AEW still felt like a really hot promotion with hot storylines and big matches. So keep that in mind when you get angry about some of these awards here. Plus, also remember that these are the hardest of the hardcore fans that are voting on this. They are the ones that are subscribing to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, or at least know enough about it to send in stuff. And if you look at the first place votes for, like, promotion of the year, it's like if you total them up, it's 808 you know what I'm saying? So it's like, these are the hardest of the hardcores. You know, stardom finishing that high is going to piss people off because they finished that high, but it's also going to piss people off because people think it finished too low. Because it is easy to argue, if you're a consistent watcher of the product, that stardom was the promotion of the year. But people also have to remember, this is also not reflective upon everybody. It's just about... I don't know, 800 to 1,000 people who have their opinions on what they liked from last year. Well, I mean, it's way more like than lists. that. I mean, yeah, first Whatever first place is. vote for best weekly TV show is 4,000. You're looking at probably about 6,000 people who voted in these There awards. you go. Whatever it is, again, however many people are here, it's still a small, when you look at it, it's a small percentage. And for people to bend themselves into pretzels and be up, being upset over this is just, crazy to me but that's sometimes what people do well you know what can you do boss what can you do? uh you know this uh you know what upsets me if i got to complain about an award is uh best weekly television show nxt was was below raw 
I mean, come on. Get out of here. Well, 2.0. NXT certainly should not have won. I mean, it absolutely should not have won or even been close. 2.0. NXT was better than Raw. You Raw, Raw under Vince was an atrocious, atrocious show. I hated watching it. I dreaded watching it. It was the worst thing that I watched every single week. And NXT was undoubtedly a better show than Raw. In 2022. It was not three hours, so it always has that going for it. And by the way, NXT got 15 first place votes for best show. Uh-huh. Yeah, because... But the best show was Dynamite. Yeah. 4,000 total votes, 753 first place votes. SmackDown, second place, 104 first place votes and 1,800 total votes. So, you know, Dynamite won by a very, very sizable margin. And I, I, I do believe that in uh, 2022 overall, the best show of the year was AEW Dynamite. I think that a lot of people would not say that right now, but uh, certainly throughout the majority of 2022, I think that's a, uh, that's a fair uh, winner. We had uh, best match of the year. Okada and Osprey in the uh, G1, 2,000 votes. FTR and the Briscoes. This was the Arlington-Texas match, 1,800. They also got the fourth place for the Garland-Texas match, and uh, that's it. They did not place for the other match. But, uh, yeah, those were the... And the third match, uh, Okada and Osprey at the Tokyo Dome show. So a lot of great matches over the year. i tell you a what, a couple matches. more first-place votes for one of those Briscoe's matches as opposed to the other, and that may have put him over the top when he came to total votes and everything, you know, total points and all that they stuff. They were 12 were... first-place votes away from beating Okada and Osprey. Yeah, they got 244 for the match in Arlington in December. The match, uh, WrestleMania weekend in Garland, Texas, had 98 first-place votes, so two of the four uh, finished in the top four. The then we had all of the uh, the local MVPs, uh, U.S. and Canada. John Moxley ran away with it. Japan Okada, who beat Osprey by uh, eighty votes, around eighty votes, four ninety five to four twenty two. Mexico MVP Elijo Del Vikingo. Europe MVP was Will Osprey, which uh, I guess. I would think people in, I, I guess, you know, I guess people in Europe voted. And then uh, we'll do a couple more after the break, Observer Live. Back here for the final segment of the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. A couple of final categories here. Best box office draw, which to this day, I still don't know why this is a category you vote on. Roman Reigns won. Well, was he or not? What are we voting for? <laughs> I don't get it. Feud of the year, FTR versus the Briscoes. Uh, edged out CM Punk and MJF by less than 20 votes. So very, very close there. Nothing else came close. Sure. Most improved, which honestly I had not thought about, but if you look at what people thought when they got the tag team title match at uh, All Out and then like how people viewed them the rest of the year, the acclaimed. I mean, 
night and day from what people thought about them before and after they won those titles. So I don't have a problem. Sharon Cowell, though, look at those stardom people out there pushing. Well, she got close. They, she was she within was, five she, votes, and she improved dramatically. She did indeed. MJF most charismatic, beating out Sami Zayn by almost double, maybe double. Yeah. Do I look like a mathematician? Over Brian Danielson. Roman. He somehow won his own award. What? Again. Even <laughs> Stokely Hathaway called shenanigans on that one. <laughs> Maybe Stokely thought he should have won that award. I don't know. Same. And then the uh, Best Brawler Award, John Moxley won that <laughs> award. Ran away with it. Yeah, even though he, he'd probably be upset. He didn't get any votes for Best Technical Wrestler. Best Flying Wrestler, Elio Del Vikingo. Most Overrated, Ronda Rousey. Most Underrated, Takeshita. And your Rookie of the Year. Your future WrestleMania made event is Braun Breaker, everybody. And anyway, we're out of time here today, but tonight, tonight, Dave and Garrett, I believe we're going to be talking a lot about the awards. We'll be talking about them more over the next uh, week or so on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. And subscribe to WrestlingObserver.com. You can read the entire awards issue with tons of commentary on the winners and uh, the history of the awards as well. It's a really fun read, WrestlingObserver.com. And we are out of here from lovely Maui, Hawaii. We'll talk to you after a while. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.